Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You're in a good mood. Well, yeah, it's my birthday episode. It's my birthday. It you is. have to be nice to me. It's obligatory. I don't have to do anything. Yes. Ever. You do. Yeah. For you. I do because you're my wife. And you have to. No. Yes. The choice. Get it right. Uh-huh. Thanks. Happy birthday. And we're recording this on December 14th, so ten it's days 10 days before your birthday, birthday, so enjoy yes. the, ne- the, these, the, the next 10 days when you're still 33 and not 34, because you'll be 34. Thank you. You will be closer to 68 than birth. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to always double your age and let you know. Well, and then in three weeks, as will you. If you're new here, <laughs> every single week, we watch a random movie. We talk about it. We talk about our lives. We're married, so we hate each other. The end. Sums it up pretty nicely. Mm. It's a nice little bow. That should have been the wrap it up. That wraps it up. Also, really Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. That's also important. It just, it's you could just... have said specifically Hanukkah since that's something that we Well, Hanukkah's, we said that last week. Hanukkah's when we are recording what's happening. Yeah. When they're listening to this, Hanukkah's done. Hanukkah's old news. It's not that old. It's, it's, it's in the past. That's all I'm saying. When is the next time that Hanukkah falls on Christmas? So when I was younger, mm-hmm. Hanukkah used to always be around Christmas time. I would would always run concurrently. Um, And then I don't really know when it kind of... It just happened a couple years ago, didn't it? Mm, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. In 2019. Mm -hmm. Last year. Last year. But then, like, the... But, like, in 2021, it starts November 28th. Hanukkah? So 6th, yeah. That's weird. It's because it's based on the Hebrew calendar. It's not based mm. on the U.S. calendar. Don't forget so, to get Jillian's Hebrew name. I know. I have. We have to go to the temple. Mm. I have to find a rabbi to give her a Hebrew name. Okay. Um, so in 2021, it's going to be November 28th to December 6th. In 2022, it'll be December 18th to December 26th. Just depends on when, um, when the Hebrew calendar is. Um... At that point, I guess, because it's a little bit different. Okay, we don't have to go deep on that. Uh, let's let's focus on what we're doing today, which 
oddly enough, is the film The Replacements, which every, you know, we have a lot of different gimmicks on the show. Random selection, nominations. We have the Wrap It Up series. For our birthday, the past several years, uh, whose ever birthday it is, that individual gets to pick any movie they want to watch, no questions asked, and you've chosen The Replacements. Look, the reason why I I chose this movie is because this movie brings me so much joy. It's not... It's not a great movie, but it's a fun movie. And this time of year, with the stress that we've been under this year, I'm going to start crying. Oh, my God. If you cry over the replacements, you're going to be the first human being to ever do so. The stress that we've been under this year, um, just a lot of different things going on in our lives, especially the last few weeks, I thought it would be great. A nice little pick-me-up can laugh. We're going to have so much fun talking about it. I've got so many notes. Oh my God. Those are your notes? Yeah, because I also have written down my favorite quotes. And oh I thought God. that we could do a power ranking of the best football players on the team. It's so much fun. I just think that this movie, has, it just brings so much joy. Like You can't not smile. At least smile watching this movie. If you don't laugh out loud at some parts, like then there's something wrong with you. Legitimately. Well, let's get into it. Is there anything else we have to discuss up front? It seems like you have plenty to cover. Why do you have to do that? I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> you're very, yeah, yeah, that's why you're an asshole. That's why people think that you're an asshole. Who thinks I'm an asshole? Everybody thinks you're an asshole. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I've been watching. The better anything. question, the easier question to answer is who doesn't think you're an asshole? And it used to be. Your mother. And that's not even an answer anymore. <laughs> that was a good joke. Burn yourself. <laughs> Can you give me that again? You just spit hot chocolate over yourself? <laughs> he came out my nose. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. It was disgusting. <laughs> oh, man. That sucked. <laughs> Man, fuck you, mullet. Uh, I'm getting a drink. I need some caffeine. Hold on. <laughs> Man, you're such an asshole. You <laughs> legitimately are. Oh, sorry. I've just been... That, 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 I needed that. I needed you to singe your nostrils with hot chocolate to wake me up. Because I slept in today. Not really. I uh, didn't do much. I watched Back to School on Pluto TV. Shout out to all you Rodney Dangerfield fans out there. Um... So I was going to watch uh, The Five Bloods, and I just got working on my computer and didn't want to, uh, you know, attend to, oh, like, paying attention to something. Yeah. So I'll try to, the next time we record, try to have a new movie um, watched to, to go over. Um, and then we was watching Christmas movies on TV. I watched Jingle All the Way, like, three times. Um, been debating on buying, a, not debating, because I'm not going to do it, but lamenting over the fact that I can't buy a $450 Turbo Man. That's how much Turbo Man's are. If I take a drink of something, you have to, like, vamp. Don't, like, no dead air. Oh, no, I, I'm not. <laughs> Great. Thank you for your honesty. My, I'm still trying to breathe properly. <laughs> Great. Now, you're not going to be into the podcast. Great. You're going to be Great. all I'm, messed up. Great. Thanks a lot, Molly. Oh, darn. I'm not going to go into, like, all your no, no, cool football lists. Uh, so, yeah. So, nothing real going on. We're pre- prepped and ready for 
we've already had one Christmas. We're about to have a, a second Christmas. We're in Miami when you're hearing this, celebrating um, your birthday. I'm going to have some hot, hot, hot stories to tell you on the next podcast. Assumedly, we record. I don't think we're going to record our next podcast until we're already back after Christmas. Yeah, we're planning kind of on watching a lot of movies. Well, yeah. While we're, while well, we're, we're going gonna, we're gonna to watch... Well, we're going to watch... Blade Runner 2049 next week's episode before we leave. I don't think we're going to record until we get back, so we're going to make sure you take some good notes so we can actually talk about it. Oh, God. Um, but we're going to be watching things with your parents, and we're going to have things to discuss. But also, I know what we're doing for your birthday, so that's going to be a story. Uh, our, your birthday dinner, quote-unquote, on the 23rd. Um, and stuff like that, so it'll, it'll be a fun time. But for now, let's discuss the 2000s romantic comedy, The Replacements. Uh, so I'm having to pull this up on my phone because the replacements we have is actually from Movie Gallery. So it has the $9.99 Movie Gallery's tag on it mm-hmm. and the sticker. Um, and it's not a full DVD. It's just somebody ripped the front cover of the DVD case and it's got the, the scene index inside of it. So I had to pull it up on a... Uh... Oh, God, no, I can't close this now. It's broken. Burn yourself. I <laughs> 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 tried to get you again. Um, so here we go. Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman, The Replacements. Enormously funny, says Jeffrey Lyons, WNBC-TV, New York. I feel like he has a better job now than that. Mm -hmm. A gridiron dirty dozen full of body slams and belly laughs, says Bill Bergoli, Westwood Mm. One Radio. Oh, boy. Underdogs become top dogs in this fun-filled, rough-and-tumble comedy that's, quote, the best football movie of the last few years. (laughs) That's the best football movie in September 2000, uh, says Larry Stewart, Los Angeles Times. Why are you looking at my mouth, man? You're weird. I'm watching me. Keanu Reeves plays Shane Falco, a washed-out All-American quarterback who guides a team of misfits assembled by veteran coach Jimmy McGintney. Ah! That's one. Gene Hackman to replace striking pro players. A motormouth receiver, Orlando Jones. A merciless linebacker, John Favreau. A nicotine-wired kicker, Reese Iffens and more line up alongside Falco for a drive to the playoffs. For sultry support, there's cheerleader Annabelle Farrell, Brooke Langton, and her ex-stripper squad. Mm. I got it. Mm. Pain heals. Chicks dig scars. Glory Glory lasts lasts forever, forever. Falco tells his team. It's a game plan that works to perfection. The back of that box sucked. (sighs) That was one. Jimmy McGinty. Jimmy Jimmy McGinty. McGinty. That's not what you said. I don't know even what you said. No, I like to better myself, so when I fuck something up, I repeat it properly, as opposed to last week, when you just kept saying the same word wrong over and over again for five minutes. I don't know what you're talking about. Alright, look. Let's just, let's get right into it. Let's not, let's not pish posh about who says what right. (laughs) What? No, go ahead. Go no. ahead. No, you, go. you wanted to interrupt. You well, said, well. Well, because I always kind of do the same thing. Like, when we start a movie, like, trying to remember the first time we saw it. Or whatever. Had you seen this movie before you met me? Or before television? Like, you did you see this movie in theaters? I uh, probably did. What year did this come out? I believe it came out in 2000. I was This 14? definitely is a pre-9-11 movie. I was 14? Yes. I definitely probably saw this No, you were camp. 13. You turned 14 that year. I probably definitely saw this with camp. Carly, please confirm. Okay. Um, it's not really a camp movie. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, it's pod four, like like the, the middle school, high school kids. Yeah, probably. I don't know. 
There's like strippers dancing. This is like this is the, probably a hard PG-13 for the time that it came out. I feel like it has like two F-bombs in it, which is a rare PG-13 case. Sure, but maybe. It's got girls licking their hands and smacking asses. I mean. Uh, I saw this movie in theaters uh, sitting in between my parents. <laughs> One hundred percent. And I didn't think much of it, so I Did find your mom it... cover your eyes? No. Oh I, man. Uh, I find it funny which movies I don't like when I was like a kid or like a teenager, and then like I like have a pre. So we talked about this with Big Daddy. Like the first time I saw Big Daddy, I was like, whatever. It's not as good as The Water Boy or like Happy Gilmore. And the same thing with this. I was like. All right, it's not as good as the Water Boy. <laughs> I just love the Water Boy, um, but like I was like, okay, it's got a few laughs, but you know, it's nothing special. And let me be clear on the record: I still don't think it's anything special. It is very much a paint-by-numbers, late '90s, early sure. 2000s sports comedy. But they do comedy. it really well. They have a they lot of fun doing it. They have and you, fun, and you can feel that, and it makes me enjoy it. So, so it wasn't until it became like a cable movie, and it, it's a good movie to put on just in the put background. On in the background, you know, you, the TV version you pretty much get the movie. Like, there's not a lot that they like. They edit cut out, out the cheerleading parts. No, not really. They don't t- cut much out of the cheerleading parts because it's what that's that's PG thirteen stripping. Yeah. That's, that's none none to really cut around. There's no nipples. There's no like exposed anything. Um, there's not. Is that why you don't enjoy the movie? Yes. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's fine, but there is, to your credit, something endearing about it. it it's, it's just like when we watched, like, The Longest Yard, when we did that on this show. We talked about, it's not, it's not a great movie. But I like it's The Longest Yard fun. more than this because The Longest Yard is funnier, to me, at least. But, but, it, but it's, it's a very similar movie, and in my notes I have, like... Almost word for word, and a scene that I saw in both of the movies. Yeah, but oh, you busted your ass for us. We'll bust our ass for you. When he goes and he busts his knee open in the long. Wait, there's no anatomy. He busted like his knee, not his ass. Okay, I know that. That's why he was in jail. Okay, like so, they have a very similar formulaic, uh, f- formulaic rhythm to them. Because it's will. a sports comedy. Exactly. You show me a sports so comedy you could do that, with a sports that comedy. has a different... That's why I love like a stupid, shitty kids comedy sports movie, like Little Big League, because, spoiler alert, the, the, the bad guys win at the end. <laughs> like It's just kind of refreshing, you know? Like, do, doing something different, at least. Right, but, I, but I, I mean, I just... I have fun watching it, just like I have fun watching Longest Yard. I like The Longest Yard. I like this movie. I just like the the... the level of enthusiasm that they bring to it and I, I would I would argue level of enthusiasm on some counts whatever let's get into I, I feel about I feel it. like so very famously there's a couple fa- very famous things that came out from this movie there's three of them that, in my research and, and I knew two of them ahead of time the other one I didn't know until I started reading about the movie and I was like oh god uh, the first one is that Keanu Reeves uh, for for gone, for went, for went, for went his salary mm-hmm. in this movie just so they could get Gene Hackman. Yep. Because he just wanted to work with Gene Hackman. Sure, I can't Gene blame Hackman, him. Gene Hackman, Hackman's great. One of the most famous uh, Iconic sports actor. movie coaches of all time in Hoosiers, probably the best basketball movie that was ever Ooh, made. excuse me. Sorry, the second best, best basketball movie that was made after Teen Wolf. Uh, Third best after Space Jam. So, um... Oh, we should have a... 
movie ranking. Yeah. Uh, I'm not in a list that people are going to argue about and then I have to defend uh, when I put Teen Wolf at the top of most of them. So that that was one thing. And that's my number one point here is that, like, for that case, neither guy, like, in their, like, their scenes together are, like, my least favorite part of the movie because they have, like, no chemistry whatsoever. And, like, Gene Hackman is obviously just there collecting the double paycheck that he's getting. And Keanu Reeves is just like, yeah, I'm just here hanging out. Uh, when they're on the team, all the character actors, that's when I feel like the movie's better. The second thing is that Keanu Reeves was so impressive that the being Baltimore, a quarterback. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens, like, offered him a tryout. Yeah. Which is absurd. Same thing apparently happened with Adam Sandler. Uh, and uh, then their agents were like, no, <laughs> it's a terrible, stupid idea. The Baltimore idea. Ravens also offered him? Uh, I don't know if it was the Ravens. It but... probably was. You know, the Ravens were desperate then. They were not Super The Ravens Bowl won champ. the Super Bowl. They, no, yes, they did. The, the Ravens the, won the Super Bowl That year, I know, but they didn't know that they were going to do that. They just went and got fucking, what's his face? Oh my God, Trent Dilfer. That's <laughs> Good job, Trent Dilfer. You're so forgettable, you almost got replaced by Keanu Reeves. And the third thing is, and this is a more recent one, uh, the guy that plays Wilkinson, uh, Ray Smith. Are you going to continue to finish my sentences? Uh... Yeah, like, went to prison recently when his character in the movie is released from prison. And it's not like, yeah, like like you said, murdered his wife. Like, he's in prison for, like, 40 years? Murdered his wife and child, yeah. He was murdered the kid, too? Yeah, I think it was also the child. Ah, uh, I didn't see that oh, part. Oh, no, no, just his wife. I'm Good sorry. lord, okay, thank God. Um, so, yeah, so the whole time I'm watching the movie... I'm like, man, that sucks. I thought it was the preacher at first. I'm like, oh, that's kind of sucked. You know, that it's like the inspirational character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. it's the same thing with like watching 40-Year-Old Virgin and like the other, the non-Mooge guy like killed his girlfriend. It's like hard to watch movies when you find out stuff like that. It's the Jeffrey Jones corollary. Um, so it's not a great lineage for, for a movie to have. Uh, we got all the real life stuff out of the way early. The, the thing that's so infectious about this is the ragtag suicide squad, because that's basically what the intro to each of their characters is. It's just a 10 minute montage of all their weirdness and Yeah, but I love. Like, think all that those that characters make the movie. They do, and I love that intro. I think that they did a real. Like, we've talked about it on the show before. You can use montages in, in the right way and in the wrong way, or like, you know, splice those clips together. I think that they did a great job. It was used very well. Um, the couple second clips for each one of them does a great job portraying who they are, and it just builds on that throughout the movie. When you see, you know, um, um, like uh, Clifford Franklin's character, you know, running through the streets, everything like that, and um, I just think that they did a great job of making a great ensemble. Yeah, they're very good. It's a good ensemble, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, an extremely quotable movie. Super quotable. Got a lot of great quotes. You keep talking about quotes, so just go for it. I mean, I've got three concussions to prove it. That's why girls don't play the game. They say that several times. But girls do play football. So uh, One girl, like two weeks ago, kicked off at a college game. Yes. And that's about it. That well, has been they, 21 years. <laughs> not, like, I mean, they they have, like, women's football. I believe it was the Lingerie Football League. Oh, yeah. I'm not kidding! 
I like, um, you know, a lot, a lot of, most of the things that Nigel says, I think he, he's like the best because he's so sarcastic with what he says. Like he, he's wiry. I like that. I can't go he's by. Wiry. He's wiry. You have a fucking dictionary full of notes. Um, you know what separates the winners from the losers? Winning? No, the score. It's oh. like getting back up on the horse. Like, but no, it's like legitimately it is the score. But that's great. You know, my favorite quote in the movie is like the end quote. Pain heals, chick dig, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. I mean, I think it's great. Oh, Keanu in this movie is I mean, look. something. He's not my LVP. He's very no, yeah, close. Yeah, he's not the LVP, but still. Because he has just a certain charisma about him. You know, don't look him. natural. You know it don't. I look like I just jacked off that's an my elephant. Fa- that's my favorite line. Is that's I a great look like line. I jacked off an elephant. He he's very. Uh, I read Blitz, <laughs> like yeah. so. I love the Keanu Reeves. He's just like Keanu Reeves has been a quarterback in like three different movies, and he's always, always from Ohio State. State. <laughs> always has a dumbass name: Johnny Utah, Shane Falco, Trace Bloodstain. I just Keanu made that one up. Keanu Reeves. Uh, he always is so bad at being a quarterback. He has to do something else. <laughs> Granted, point break, at least, you know, he's a he's an FBI agent, man. And this, he just cleans shit off boats. Uh, he's he's given a lot of heavy lifting in terms of, like, lines. But again, like, and the stuff I like him the most in is when he's, like, in the huddle talking to the guys. When he's standing up for uh, the, the blind tight end at the bar. When he's, like, just kicking back and laughing with the guys in the jail cell. Like... Like, he's good at that, but when he's he has... He's given the emotional carry of this movie. Yeah, but when he has to carry the emotional romantic weight of the movie, it's it awful. falls apart, because they, number one... They don't have any chemistry. No chemistry. She's not a great actress. She's a terrible actress. I don't think she was terrible. She's not my LVP. No, but she's not great. I liked the strippers more than I liked her. Well, because they... They could Why weren't they in that role? Well, because they... Well, number one, none of the strippers looked as good as that girl. That was the most beautiful girl in the movie. So you give the oh, most was beautiful. Was it? I, I mean, I think so. Oh, yeah. you do. Yeah. What'd you like? I I I thought she was a good looking woman. I'm allowed oh. to say that as an adult. God damn it! Just because it's your birthday doesn't mean that I can't say a woman is beautiful. All women are beautiful. Just some are more than others. Mm. Um, I don't know why she was randomly giving a reckless driving scene for 20 seconds. That's maybe one of the most ridiculous goddamn scenes in movie history. Mm-hmm. It's never brought up again or since. Uh, I'm going to squadoosh this coke in your face if you don't stop it. Um, I'm not doing anything. You're making really sarcastic, condescending facial expressions and head motions. I mean, it's like you're still doing. Uh, uh, I'm going to puke on you. <laughs> oh, macaroni salad in my throat. Uh, this is the grossest podcast. No, th- that's the one. You dragging hot chocolate would have been gross. It would have been hilarious. Uh, like I like I don't remember that ever happening. I feel like that's a, a edited for TV scene, and I was like, "What is happening? Does this come back at any point?" Yeah, no, I, it's just stupid. It's unnecessary. And then, but then like they have like a lot of heavy lifting to do, but it's not, it's not pertinent. So my biggest complaint as an overarching theme of this movie is that so much of it is just like aimless mm-hmm. and like unimportant and low stakes. So. Uh, is rooted in reality. This legitimately happened in the 80s with the Washington football team, um, which is their fucking name now. And I would say that that was their name even if it was their previous name. 
And, like, the scabs that were there, like, did a wonderful job and carried the team into the playoffs. I believe they won the Super Bowl that year. And then they never got, like, rings or recognitions or anything. So this is, they bring a bunch of scabs in to, to play four games because the whole league is on strike. But then, of course, conveniently, certain teams fully come back at certain points for thematic plot reasons. And they have to win three out of four games to make the playoffs. Um, but, like, at no point does it seem, like, really that serious or important. I also hate sports movies where they don't, like, amp it up. Like, this is to make the playoffs. Same thing with Major League. At no point do the Indians play a World Series game in any Major League movies. Or ever. Uh, fuck you. Um, oh, well, not now. I just said, no, I can say the, the Redskins ever again. <laughs> and then ever. I just said the Redskins, shit. Um, Never ever. So it's it, like, there's a, the first 25, 30 minutes of the movie, I'm just like, man, can we just get to something with meat attached to it? And then pretty much once the bar scene happens. Oh yeah, that bar scene is great. The bar scene and the, the jail scene is my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, the, the jail scene I think has to be everyone's favorite scene in the movie. It's a great scene. Um, like The when, bar scene is amazing, really is. Um, so, like, once that hits, like, then at least it's, it's fun. But even still, like, throughout it, like, there's no real drama. So he just no-shows the date. And then, like, she's sad. And then when he comes back at halftime, they make out and everything's fine. Uh, like, the coach and Keanu, like, kind of argue when he called an audible on a play. And then... Everything's fine. They're, yeah, they're, they're fine the next minute. The coach, like, blatantly... Bra- uh, the, the owner blatantly breaks the agreement that he made with Jimmy to bring the the quarterback, the star quarterback back. And then the next scene, he's like, cheering him on, I knew it, come on. Like, there's a lot of just that wishy-washy back and forth, like, mindless sports movie shit that just is amplified to me because it has such promise with the people that are involved. So that's, that's my problem. Then when you mix in shit like Keanu Reeves thinking about going in for a kiss and getting narrated by John Madden and Pat Summerall, which I love. It's the right kind of corniness. I think John Madden and Pat Summerall do a really good job in this movie. Like, like you think about like real sports commentators in sports movies, and most of them are pretty bad. Uh, like they do a really good job. Like they have a lot to do in this movie. They do. They have a lot of lines. They, they Pat Summerall narrate. was basically almost retired at that they point. They narrate pretty much the entire middle yeah. part of it. I don't need to see them narrating to get them through the games and everything like that. Yeah, I don't need to see them, see them narrating like, like a kissing scene. Sure. But they do it. But like, yeah, like they do, and like they have some fun as well. Yeah, John Madden. I think that guy's smoking on the field. Right. Like they have right. fun. Oh, I think he's like, necking that cheerleader. <laughs> uh, I think he is. What are they gonna do? Fire him? Like. But, but, like, the fun, like, that stuff gets dragged down by just, like, kind of being in, like, the muck of just boilerplate I, well, sports I mean, movie look, I just think, I, I like, because I think it escalates really nicely. You know, you have kind of, like, the practices, and then you have them, like, wilding out at the game. Bateman, like, John Favreau raging madman great running around the field he's great he brings so much he's so funny so great in it and then have then you go into like the bar scene and then you have you know the bar the bar fight and everyone 
playing their role and then in the jail scene. I just think it escalates so nicely. And then the where the guard scene, which is also one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, the what scene? Uh, when when they come out, they're like, oh yeah, we got this. We got oh, this. phase on love and the other guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they shoot and the they, car. Yeah. yeah, and they shoot shoot up the car. I like you know you escalate to that, and then you get like the emotional quicksand scene. Right, like which that's is a great. I think that's a great, a well shot scene, and like you get just everyone's like faces and expressions, and it's very thoughtful. Yeah. And then you get like the. Scared of going back to jail, the lumberyard, you know, like the market, like, yeah, yeah. Like I think that that it's little really twenty minutes, powerful. That little twenty minute stretch is on its really own, like good. If, if like you can surround that twenty minutes with like better, eighty minutes of better shit, then I'm all great. for it. But the other eighty yeah, minutes are kind of whatever. I mean, like that. I think that that stuff's great. Well, and also that shows like their camaraderie and their chemistry, yes. like the core people. Like that's Hackman's best scene. That's Keanu Reeves' best scene. Because everything outside of that, they're not like really engaging as a group that much. And it's just two of them, like, kind of not really having anything yeah. for one another. And I'm like, why the fuck are you guys so, like, wanting to work together if this is all you're going to fucking do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, and then, um, I like, uh, and, and then, like, you see, like, the team falling apart after Falco's gone. And everyone is just yeah. falling apart. And then the pop for Falco. Like, I just like how it escalates up into the end of the movie, um, I also think that the music in this movie is really underrated. We have to talk but about the music, music in this movie. The music is really good. Like, it's a great soundtrack. This no. I listen to the soundtrack all the time, man. Oh, you'll listen to I Will Survive in every breath you take? Oh, what yeah. way to go on a fucking lurch there. So, the music in this great, movie... Great soundtrack. ...is absurd. It's great. <laughs> because you have those two songs. The movie starts with, like, some butt rock lit. I think it's literally a song by lit. Put it in a Ziploc bag. It's yeah, like whatever that's exactly how it is. fucking yeah. song was popular at the fucking time. Uh, it's a bad song, and then you see Keanu Reeves on a boat, and it's like, oh, fuck, Samantha, happy birthday. Um, but then there's also, like, the really bad, like, pop rock, like, romantic song that plays when he first sees the cheerleader, and she yeah. sees him, and then he gets sacked, and it's like... What is happening? Then you have to deal with Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2, which you always have to fucking deal with in sports movies. And let's please remember to stop giving his estate fucking money because he's in jail. He's a horrible, awful, legendary pedophile. So stop using that fucking song in movies. Or let the song be owned by somebody fucking else. Um, and then there's also, like, there's two or three moments where there's, like, bootleg music. So, like, they didn't feel like paying right, right, right. for the offsprings keep them separated. They just played a different song to, instead of, like... It was like it's like under pressure and ice ice baby. Ours goes. And theirs goes. So so and then on top of it all. So and then you get heroes at the end, but the wallflowers version, which is only like two years old, because it was done for Godzilla. So yeah, so the, uh, all the mu- music budget is wasted on like those three songs, and the rest of it is garbage. So yeah, there's three great songs, but that's about it. Look, I was jamming to it. I thought that the music fit. Now here's an honest to goodness question, because the song doesn't play. Well, here's a, a couple honest to goodness questions. Why in the fuck are they doing the electric slide? Because everybody knows how to do the electric to slide. I will survive. Because everyone knows how to do the electric slide. 
it's always driven me nuts. And I, I know that I honestly, the answer is... Yeah, it's because everyone knows that. What you could... fucking song can we teach John Favreau and Keanu Reeves to <laughs> dance to? So, so... And this sumo dude. Some of those people had absolutely no rhythm, even... Even with just doing the electric Ke- slide. Keanu Reeves has no vo- verbal rhythm. <laughs> you think he's going to have physical rhythm? Um, but... You could do the electric slide to anything. You just get the beat, and you can do the electric slide to anything. We're going to workshop this. I'm going to play oh, on we the weirdest do fucking it. songs. Do it. Put on some Slipknot. Do it. And that's why, and anything like that, that's why, like, any kind of line dancing thing is so popular. Fuck, I just thought of what? Right. <laughs> exactly. You could it do just works. Line, it works. Boogie, boogie, boogie. It works, and it's easy to teach people. It's easy to remember. And that's why things like like the cha cha slide and the cupid shuffle, like all those things, are so popular because they're basically kind of in the same kind of vein as the electric slide. You go left, you go right, you go back, you go front, you turn. I have seen a lot of people fuck up the electric slide. Granted, they're probably it's at a wedding and everyone's probably fucking drunk. Sure, but... I could do electric slide really well when I'm really drunk and in heels. <laughs> really, put that on your resume. I'm I sure am. that'll attract attention. Yep. Uh, number one skill. So. Yeah, so I like the, the, I just like a lot of the scenes and the quotes. I think the music is great, gives great vibes to the movie. I just, I just have a lot of fun watching this movie. I was laughing a lot. I was laughing with you a lot, at you a lot. So I, so I'm me. I have questions. Yeah. About the world that we're in in this movie. So. Number one, why did the cheerleaders go on strike? Why did they have to they hire... Because they also wanted more money. Was that ever explained? Like, they wanted more money. I'm telling you the answer. I mean... I am the authority on the replacements movie in this room. Yeah, I don't have to call Howard right Dutch or whatever his no. name was that wrote this movie. Like, that's pretty absurd. They also want. They Granted, also wanted cheerleaders money. make no money. So $50 a day! It's like a per diem. <laughs> She's like, oh, we made $50 a game. That's it. That's why she had to own the bar. Fuck that. What a coincidence. Uh, so that that was one. Okay, answered. Check. Next. <laughs> um, Bring on the top. Oh, so something I've done to, to stop. So the little chunk that we missed. So the bar scene, the jail scene, the quicksand scene, that's followed up with their second game. So that's when you have the stripper distraction stuff. That's, that's when great. you have the, the onside great. kick with Favreau. I got you the ball. <laughs> like you have that, okay, and then you go have, sit down, Danny. and then you have Nigel smoking like, on the field, hitting like the sixty-five yarder, yeah. which would be like an NFL record. An NFL record. But I like, I like that the other coach stopped them from shaking their ass for two minutes. I gave a shout out. I, one of those was he I did love a the great job. I love the coach on the second team, like. That guy's in the movie 45 seconds, and he makes the most of it. It's like, he, he he kills it. He's so funny. I like, want to see him in more. Right, and then Martel crosses. They have the... Uh, well, hold on. You just jumped a big jump. I'm saying that specific 30 minutes oh, yeah. is great uh, of that. Let and me get then, back to my questions, and then we can... Then you have the makeout scene. Well, yeah. They, they, I have the Madden call, the Madden call and the kids being the worst. And you have the third game where uh, they steal the little giant stickum j- gag from... Uh, for this movie with Orlando Jordan. Orlando Jones. Damn it. Knew I was going to do it. Son of a bitch. Uh, and then you have the locker room interview scene, which has aged very poorly. It has aged very poorly, but it's just... How much fun do you think he had doing this movie? 
Who? Which one? Or- all of them? All of them. Orlando Jones. And then out of nowhere, you get the scene of the owner being like, oh yeah, Martell's cross, he's coming back. Like, like, it's a very... So the screenplay is a big problem of this movie. Like, it's just... Story. It's, but like, it's give, just, give it a storyline. the line. of well, the movie, man. I Martell's the MacGuffin. Whip this case at your head. Burn yourself. <laughs> it was water. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She threw the bottle at me, and I volleyballed it back, and it hit her right in the eye. Uh, but, like, like, so Martell is the main antagonist of the movie. Like, he's the biggest bad guy in the movie. The owner, up until that point, is not a bad guy, really, at all. So, like, give, like, right. throw in something like, oh, Martell, like, give him a contract reason to play. Like, he negotiated that, and the only way that we would get him down for that price is he had to play because of Shane. You know what I mean? Like, like put all the onus on him because it hurts the earlier camaraderie that the owner and and Jimmy have, like, yeah, together. Like, I agree. those scenes are good. Like, those guys are two veterans of acting. This is Jack Warden's last movie. Uh, we saw him in 12 Angry Men. I'm sure he'd want better. Um, he had fun. You can't tell me he didn't have fun. Probably had fun. Right? Uh, but like, th- like, there's no like that kind of comes out of nowhere and it leaves a sour taste in your mouth. That that's how those guys like on film, what their last conversation kind of looks like. Uh, so give him a reason, or like, or make him be kept as a backup. Why all of a sudden? So everyone else still has to be like there because none of the other guys have crossed the line. But you mean to tell me that like, there's like there you only run in one quarterback, so you can't keep Shane on as a backup? Like have Martell be reason like I'll come back. Um, but but I don't want him on the team. Like there's things you can do there to tighten and strengthen it up. Uh, also, how the fuck did he know about their relationship? How the fuck does he know they're making out in the bar? Well, those People two top. <laughs> what? Um, and also, why does he know show the, the date? I know he's upset, but that's the only thing you got, man. At least he didn't think he was good enough. Yeah, but at least go to the date and then like be thinking about it and have the typical argument and then there's a, like that's something. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I would prefer it happen. Is that what you would do? No, I would show up. I'd just be a, a prick the whole time. You know. I'm aware. Uh, Every day of my life. Something I also realized, man. Why did Keanu Reeves do so many sports movies in a row? Because a year after this, he's in Hardball, which is the Keanu Reeves teaches inner city used to play baseball movie. Uh, I believe that was the number one movie at the time of 9-11. So, whose fault was it really? <laughs> oh, wow. Look, Keanu Reeves did whatever... Alexa! What was the number one movie on September 11th, 2001? Alexa, what was number one at the box office on September 11th, 2001? Sorry, I'm having trouble. This bitch is no box office. Get rid of her. I got it. I got it. Please. All my box office people out there. Say whoop whoop. <laughs> what? Oh, you juggalos! <laughs> like box office. That's basically what I just did. Uh, weekend. Sorry, the new box office mojo it sucks and it has sucked for months, maybe a year at this point. 
2001. Take your sweet ass time, please. Thank you so much. The number one movie at the box office the previous weekend, September 7th through 9th, was The Musketeer. Uh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, September 14th to 16th, Hardball. Nailed it. Love it. Uh, does Nigel bet on them to win or something? No. Uh, so, so that whole little stretch, while I like it in terms of like, you know, making the action be what it is. So the bookies that are going to threaten to take away Nigel's bar because he owes him so much money and he pissed all the money away that I guess he's made on the team. They're just standing there, like, imposing on him, and he takes it as that, like, he has to throw the kick. So there's a line in the movie, and you miss it if you're not a true fan. Oh, please, break it down for me. Um, When the bookies first see him Mm -hmm. on TV, they're in the pub, they're in the bar, they Mm -hmm. see him on TV, and they're like, oh, he's going to have to throw some kicks. So I think what I infer from that line is that they're forcing him to, to... uh, bend to their will. So, like, they're probably betting with other bookies right. on what's going to happen. So, when. Or skewing it their way. So, they. So he's s- fucking up stuff or having it go whatever way they want so they make more money. Does that make sense? It does. Because the, But the they still win make- the game. And he's, like, all happy with his broken arm no, afterwards. Because, right, but. So, don't do. I'm not an expert at betting on Correct. things. So don't do bookies. Bookies keep the money if the person makes the bet and it's incorrect, right? So if I bet this team is going to lose and the team wins, the bookie keeps the money. Correct. Right? So the bookie is in the bookie's interest to be like, oh, all these people want y'all to win. You need to lose. So that way I keep the money. Right? I is that how it works? To you. No, is that how it works? <laughs> so if all these people bet that the team is going to win, the mm-hmm. bookie would be like, you need to lose the game. Like, you need to make sure you lose so that way I can make the money. Right? Yes. Okay. I, you just and make it sound there, so uncool. Aren't there line bets? Like, oh, there's going to be like, he's going to make a, like, yes. somebody could have bet on the fact that he would have beat the record and made that 65-yard kick, right? Right. So I think that that all kind of ties into it, but, you know, I'm just so uncool. Uh, Such a dick, bro. And then, so, like, the... Shut the fuck, nobody cares what you have to say anymore. The monologue about, like, oh, there'll be no tomorrow. Motherfucker, nobody else has crossed the line, and they're in the playoffs. No, the the strike was due to end after that game. That's how strikes work. That's what they said in the movie. Don't that's, that's inaccurate. Okay, but don't get mad at me. That's oh, in the sorry. that's in the canon the time, of the movie. Time's up on the strike, yes. guys. Let's get back to it work. Was, it was to end at a certain time. That's what they said in the movie. Don't get mad at me because that was written in, and you don't pay attention when you watch movies. Unlike some of the other people who actually take this show seriously. Now, my fault. Why well, I have to explain all the lines in the movie to you? If you just paid attention and listened, maybe you would understand the context in which this movie is showing. Also, who says that they don't, like, just some of them get kept on? Like, like I, I would have preferred to get, like, because a little Remember just... the Titans, like, recap of, you know, who's doing what. And it just ends with them all dancing that they won the game and got them in the playoffs. Well, no, and then you see them all go their separate ways. It's a really cool scene. Yeah, we don't see. That guy's going back to prison. John Favreau's yeah. going to kill some more people. No, he's going <laughs> to... 
That's that's terrible. Um, because he's a cop, man. Oh, I thought he was more like Navy SEAL. He or was ex Navy yeah. SEAL, but then he becomes a cop. Remember oh, the scene well. where we're in the lunchroom when Orlando Jones is there talking? Oh, I'm a oh. cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm a cop, and then he awkwardly leaves the table. Also, the biggest, biggest swing and a miss. You don't get Keanu and Gene Hackman dancing at the end. Come on, that's a huge loss. I took a point off just for that. Yeah, point. huge loss. Give me Gene Hackman huge dancing. Loss. But, what um, do you not like about the movie? Well, there's a lot that I like. Oh, one of my favorite scenes in this movie, too, is when they're all just, right before that kick scene at the end, like you were talking about, the whole stadium just is chanting the ole, 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 and then Nigel just starts crying. I, like, tear up at it, because I'm like, it's so, like, emotional. It's, like, so beautifully done. I, I thought that was great. Look, I, how long was this movie? It's, so, it's a two-hour movie, but it honestly does not feel as long right. as it seems, which is one of the positives. Yeah, but... There was a lot of unnecessariness that I felt like they could cut. Like, yeah, there's a lot we of didn't need to, We did not need to see like the cheerleading tryouts at the beginning. Oh, like, God, I hate that scene. I, hate, I did not like that, not because Ugh. I didn't want to see the cheerleaders, but because I felt like it was... Gratuitous and unfunny. Gratuitous, unfunny. You were purposely getting, quote-unquote, bad-looking women yeah. to do these things, you know, for, for the uh, comparison to the strippers or for just for laughs and... I thought that was unnecessary. So yeah. I didn't like that. I don't like the lack of chemistry through Keanu and... Anything through Keanu. Keanu and <laughs> Hackman or Keanu and... If Keanu Reeves were a Venn diagram, there's nobody in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, some of the lines don't age well and it makes me uncomfortable, so I don't like that. What? Give me an example. So there's so the the cheerleader with the long hair, she's mm-hmm. like, Oh, you yummy little monkeys. Oh, right, yeah. There is a lot of like bad racial stuff in this. Yeah, so it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Um for that, because I don't think it ages super well. Um and I don't like I get why. Like they had Martel like pick on um the deaf tight end. Sure. I get it. But I, I hate any kind of bullying like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was unnecessary. I thought you could have you could have done something that, like they already were at war because like these guys took the job. Yeah. You didn't need to add that on top of it. I thought that it was just unnecessary. But I do like the asshole. Like when he signs asshole, I thought that this was This movie funny. gave me a new want to learn ASL just to learn if that's really what asshole is in sign language. And, and also a blowjob is just the 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 universal <laughs> tongue in the cheek hand motion. That's what, I, the only thing I know, and I know very little sign language because of Jillian, but I do know, because well, of a friend in uh, high school and college was doing sign language, I do know that uh, my favorite thing to sign is chocolate milkshake. How do you do chocolate milkshake? Chocolate milkshake. <laughs> I swear to God, it's chocolate milkshake. You take your hand for chocolate and you like rub it down. I'm sure it's not as long of a motion, it's probably just like that, but he would always go chocolate, so you take your hand on your chin and rub it like from your chin, basically down to like your tits. Do chocolate, and then milkshake is just a fucking shake weight jerk-off motion. So it's chocolate milkshake. All right, that's been all for this week's <laughs> episode. No, um, so I like that. Um, yeah, I, I like some of uh, the fat guy score. 
You get to see the fat guy spike and the fat guy dance. Mm-hmm. I liked that. So there's not too much I didn't like. Like when the action was there, I liked most of it. I just didn't like anything that was seemed super gratuitous. And like you said, that the movie already felt a little bit aimless in the beginning before they mm-hmm. kind of got into their motion. So anything that kind of detracted from that. Um, what I felt was like unnecessary. Couple quick things that I haven't mentioned. Uh, yeah. The puking huddle is also hilarious. It's great. Lo- That's a great. Scene. I'm a sucker for like domino puking in movies, and that that was always fun. Yeah, uh, and hey, I mean, think about it this way: it's the first thing that they uh, did together as a did team. Together as a team. The uh, which is a good line. Uh, gotta love every time that the boogeyman gets a payday. Uh, the boogeyman is the intimidating linebacker on the Dallas team that scares Orlando Jones. The boogie, really? That's the boogeyman when he was 30. How old? Hold How on, let me do the math. How old? He was 36. How old? 36. How old? 36. How old? I'm 36. <laughs> oh, hey guys, sorry. I'm a boogeyman. I'm Beetlejuice. Ha! Huh? You get it? I'm hilarious. Ow, my knee. It's okay, I'm dead. I can't feel anything from the neck down. Hi. What's up? How you doing? Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Hey. Oh, God. Happy how, birthday. How, uh, did you like this movie? Yeah, I like your movie. Oh, my God, please. It's really weird. Please. Yeah, it's all right. It's a good movie. We got some friends in this movie. Who? Uh, I'm horrible with names. Uh, I'm sure some dead people in this movie. Well, let me think. Uh, who's dead in this movie? Nope, Keith David. So, like, why was Keith David in this movie? Keith David's just wasted in this movie as the, the commissioner. I'm just a really big Keith David fan. <laughs> I like all the things that he's in. Uh, I like so. Nope, nobody's done this movie. Hold on, Jack. <laughs> oh, Jack Warden. Me, me and Jack Warden are like this. I just crossed my fingers. The podcast, I can't see me, but Jack Warden and I, we're good friends. We can go hang out. This is just this is just Ricky Morton after smoking a couple cigarettes. <laughs> Bye. I'm Beetlejuice. <laughs> that was like J.K. Simmons, like doing Beetlejuice. Basically, uh. Yeah, that was the boogeyman. He was uh, like uh, an actor. I think he was also in any given. Basically, he was just a football player in like any movie they needed him in. That light just went out. Uh, scared the shit out of me. So a couple quick little things I didn't like before we get into the acting, and I know you want to do your stupid list. Um, <laughs> can you die of a broken knee? Because <laughs> it sure seemed like that guy was gonna die. You know. I mean, he didn't. But the I way it was one sold out of was four people. Um, die of a broken knee. It was absurd. Uh, the, the, the locker room scene at halftime of the final game is ludicrous. Just absolutely absurd. When everything all, that's like, happening. Him yeah. And- it's just, uh, I can't suspend my disbelief for too long. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a rule. You can't like be on your boat and then just come and like, he's not on the fucking roster at that point. I don't know, man. Uh, so they should go to the playoffs. The whole thing's invalidated. Uh, I already mentioned uh, Beetlejuice talked about Keith David being wasted in you know in this movie not enough and uh, they're not going to come up for acting but I want to give a shout out to two great character actors the assistant coaches of offense and defense Art LaFleur oh. who's always in everything and Galen Sertan they who's, uh, are great probably known better as Art LaFleur has been in a ton of Art LaFleur I love his scene we should get out of here <laughs> uh, no no sense standing here by ourselves out of screaming distance <laughs> Uh, and then Galen Sertan, who's of course the the heavy set bulk and skullish guy from the Ernest movies. Um, he, he's great too. They're he's, both fantastic. Especially in the beginning, like with all the characters. how am I gonna talk to him? Jimmy's deaf. How am I gonna they're, coach him? They're they're both fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so let's get an MVP and LVP. 
LVP, I think, is easier. I have I have a definitive answer. Um, I'm curious to see who yours your take is. We already agreed it was not Keanu Reeves. He is my other nominee. He, yeah, and I the mean, moment we talked about over the podcast, I felt like there is a case to be made, but yeah, this other but person he, is worse. He also had a lot on his plate with this movie, and he did half of it well. <laughs> Like, he did. We said he had... 50% is an F. Yeah, but compared to zero. Who's zero? uh, This bitch. No, it's not not the lead actress. I don't think it was her. I think she had a good spirit to her. I don't think... You just like looking at her tits. Whoa, you have to be so blatant and... And... and Correct. Crass and right. Um, No, my LVP of the movie is Martell. The guy that played the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Just what a fucking charisma vacuum of a fucking dude. And I think it hurt the overall movie in that he was a bad actor and he had to be like the main villain. So you never got a sense of him being like cool or evil. He's just some like old dude. Like he's won two Super Bowls. That fucking guy, you're trying to make me believe won two Super Bowls? Fuck off. I did not like him at all. Uh, so that would be my vote for Okay, I'll, I'll go for uh, Let me verify this fucking Brent, guy. Brett Cullen. Brett Cullen. God, such an LVP he's name. He's also in a lot of... Uh, he's in a lot of movies. Actually, he's in, on uh, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, I do recognize him. He, yeah, as a Joker. yeah. He was on True Detective. He looks like hell now. Good Lord. Yeah, he was on True Detective. He was... He's been in a lot of TV shows. Well, he's the worst part of the replacements. Brett Cullen. MVP. I have three, and I ha- I struggle to differentiate between them. Uh, so my three are John Favreau. But, I mean, John Favreau. Reese Iffens. And wait, how would you say it? Reese Iffens. How how are you supposed to pronounce it? Because that's going to determine if you have another error on the back of the box. Alexa. Who played the lizard in the Amazing Spider-Man movie? The lizard, Dr. Kurt Connors, was played by Reese Ifans in the 2012 film The Amazing Spider-Man. That is not how you said it. I said you it said r- Iffans. I uh, said it right now. Yeah, but not when you read the back of the box. I say Ifans? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. We'll roll the tape back. But I'm pretty sure that might be another error for you. Cool. Cool. So I'm, I, well, you just had one, so I'll be up three it's fine uh or orlando jones i okay who i have no idea what happened i think he still works i i hope he has kept his seven up money um he okay so you say that but he was in a lot he yeah but he was at this time like he was positioned to be like the next guy because wasn't he also an evolution right around right but so so here's what happened he was an evolution in the replacements, which were not big hits. He came right. off a of Mad TV and a national, like, commercial deal and, like, did middle-of-the-line shit that he's good in, but he never broke out and got, like, yeah. a well, fucking, like, Big done, Mama's house or something, you know? But he's done a ton of television. Yeah, yeah, he's still working, but he's I... Still- he wasn't the the, the the comedy superstar that I think people predicted him to be. Well, I, I think he definitely had the potential, for sure. Uh, What's he doing now? Is he working on it? I know he was just on that like that American Gods show, I think, on yeah, Showtime, American which Gods. was a big deal. He's on American Gods. He's um, been in a lot of television. Oh, he was on uh, 
Oh, he's, yeah, he was on that episode of Law and Order. He's hilarious. He does a he's, fantastic job. Reese, if fans. Reese, just say Reese. Reese uh, is so, they're all hilarious. Uh, I think I'm leaning, I'm leaning t- against one person, but I, I'm curious well, to see, uh, who do you have? I mean, it's just hard because I think that as an ensemble, they're just really well together. Sure. Oh, really we're not well. giving Faze on Love any right. credit here. He, I think he does a great Jumbo, job. Jumbo, it was also great. great. Like the Preacher and Wilkinson are also great. Great. Uh, you mentioned the, the two, um. Well, Faze on Love is one of the two guards. I don't know the other guard's name. No, I, I'm not talking about the guards. I say... You, the two coaches, yeah, right, you sorry. already mentioned the two coaches. Yeah. I was in the middle of my sentence. Sorry. Um, I thought they, they did um, a great job. Um, but I think really, you know... And I'm trying to think, because when we talk about, like, MVP, we talk about, like, who's the most... Who, like, couldn't be replaced in the movie? So... You know, and from an, from an energy standpoint, from a, what, what they accomplished... Like, there's not, like, I felt emotion from John Favreau. He didn't even speak half the time. So when right. John Favreau, when he's first introduced and, like, they get off the bus and they're walking past, like, the yeah. scab line that everyone's throwing eggs at them and stuff, he's just dead, looking dead straight ahead, walking, ignoring everything, and, like, just, like, very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, like... Stone face. Stone face, very yeah. very solemn. Mm-hmm. And then on the field. He's a murderer. Crazy. Like crazy. Top killer. of his lungs, like yeah. insane. And he does then a great job with the On and off. Just, I think he does a great job with it. There's not a, and he moves me with, to emotion because, like, in the quicksand scene, he doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you notice that. Right. He doesn't talk, but the way he reacts visually to what everyone else is saying is. You can feel, like, what he feels. I think that that's really important. So, I think he does a great job of it. Right before you started talking, he was the person I was going to rule out. Really? And because of your pitch, I think he is our MVP. I think so. I just think because, he does such a great job. Go. No, no, cause because the case I was going to say for him was that he didn't do as much. Like, he didn't talk as much as the other two. He didn't, but he didn't he have didn't to. to. Uh, and our conversation about Orlando Jones has made me realize that for MVP, it's also, like, the value, like, who, like, it's who the best part of the movie is. Right, and who Who's the best actor, who's the funniest, who does, right. who has the best scenes. Who do we scenes. enjoy But the also, most? like, we have considered, like, value. Like, you could have made this movie without Gene Hackman. You could have made, made this movie without anybody. Let's be clear. There's nobody that's, like... But Irreplaceable. If you, but who is one person you could replace and the movie would be worse at? I don't think you can say that for Reeves. We see that for Hackman... Uh, like you could replace Orlando Jones with Eddie Griffin, and it'd probably sure. be fine. Uh, so that leaves the other two, and I don't know who else you would get that would do that character as well as Favreau. I was going to really say it was Reese, because his just overall charisma in that character is just so fun. Uh, yeah. But I, I think you really did a... I think you, I think you made me think it's Favreau. We're gonna I go was going to have his power ranked then. As football players oh, yeah, and I just, I, overall. Yeah, I still want to do that. Yeah. Hey, I have a question, though, because we kind of, we like... So John Favreau's MVP. The yeah, report, John Favreau. I believe that is his first MVP. Let me consult mm, the book. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't think we've done much else with him. I think we... I think he was it... Was he it in Chef? Or was it Liguizamo in Chef? 
that's a great question. Let me check. Look at me kicking your ass tonight. Shut up. Oh my god, once out of 320 some episodes. That's all I need, baby, because you good. I'm never gonna let you forget it. <laughs> if I never let you forget everything I'm better than you at, I wouldn't have time to do anything else. Yeah, and that's what were you about to say? Go ahead. I don't remember. I was so stoked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's how I win. No, um, I was gonna ask you because we kind of glossed over, we didn't really go in depth on that bar fight, but in the bar fight I thought that it was a really cool scene. Because you had, like, the person who who kind of tries to stop it. Then the person who throws the first punch. The person who's hiding. And I I know that you've probably mentioned this previously on other podcast mediums that you've done. But what would your role in a bar fight be, uh, Chris? So Fevera was the MVP of Chef, but I don't think I have him on my master list. I think I somehow missed that. Man, and, and you know, and it's tough because... Yeah, that's, that's a big... Error on my mistake. So he is a multi-time MVP. That's great for him. And you know, I was going to say, like, acting-wise, I don't know how many more he's going to get. I know we're going to get to him acting-wise in, like, the Iron Man movies and all that right. kind of stuff. But, you know, this portion of his career has now moved behind the scenes, which he's argue- arguably so much better at. He's the our generation he's, Steven Spielberg. He's incredible like, like, with the things he's done with the with, with the MCU with Mandalorian he is he is insane he has found a way to take two intellectual properties and make them into culturally the most important thing in entertainment it, it, and, it's and incredible his, and oh my god I got goosebumps he's able to take about it. Marvel took a big risk and made it into a 12 year like overarching accomplishment that's and still churning out. And then... A through line as well. Like... And was able to... Well, not necessarily him. That's more Kevin Feige. But still, well, he was the one that started it. And then yeah. now, taking Star Wars that was kind of at its nadir, we're like... Ooh. <laughs> shut up. Ooh. We're like, you know... What'd you At its today? lowest point... <laughs> macaroni style, didn't you hear? <laughs> uh, that, like, was struggling creatively. And now, he is gone along Brought with Dave Filoni life. who did who did like the most creative stuff with uh the, the animated series and be able to find this whole new realm and make it the biggest fucking thing and that and has now, right now spawned what 10 to 12 more God. yeah things in the same vein it's incredible what he's been able to do so from an acting standpoint he's not the strongest and I think maybe we talked about this in Chef like we don't see him in a lot and he's a lot he's and I would say like most of his acting career I would liken him to being like happy like he's that good supporter you know that that's there but he's like okay but he has really turned everything on its head when it comes to entertainment with the work he's been able to do, writing and producing and, and directing and everything, and I think that that also deserves some recognition. Absolutely. So I'm really glad that he's a multi-time MVP on the show um, for something that he wasn't the star of. Like, he was the sure. star of Chef, you know? Oh, of course. That's but, his baby. Right, you know. but but he, he wasn't the star of this, no. and I think he did such a great job, and this was 20 years ago. Yeah, that this movie came out. That well, he this was, was able I mean, to. This was after that. Swingers, which Swingers is a huge independent movie that launched him to do everything that we're talking about. But mm-hmm. he still had the uh, not the humility, but still had the wherewithal to like be like, sure, I'll do a a, a character actor supporting mm-hmm. role in this like 
Hollywood romantic sports comedy, and he crushes it. He doesn't think any lesser of it. He does a great job, and it's it's uh, we're lucky to have him. Yeah, so I'm 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 glad he's in that. But so we're we're uh, already running long. Yeah, but you didn't answer my question. I don't. It's been so long. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in the old Araka comedy bar fight scenario, and this would have to be updated because some of these people I wouldn't care if they were in a bar fight. And I'll let you pick who they are. Uh, <laughs> uh, the reason why we are in the bar fight is because of Scott Arell. Uh, because that's still accurate. Because of that, I believe I am the person that throws the first punch in defense. Of Scott, um, or I'm the first person to just throw the punch in general. Was was my role in I the fight? I think it's general. I think you were the first puncher. Uh, Rich is the person that gets thrown through the front window of the bar. <laughs> uh, Augie's the person that's holding his girlfriend back from being in the fight. Uh, I think that's probably still accurate. Steve is the one that is just talking eating peanuts. To, Steve is the one that's talking to the bartender and doesn't know the fight is going on. <laughs> uh, Tony Colt is still trying to pick up the girl that he's talking to and is not paying attention to the fight. Uh, neither one of them are in that scenario. The only person I remember specifically was uh, Vito Raseo was the one that was trying to get out of his handcuffs as we were sitting on the curb. Uh, Where was I? Uh, you were passed out. <laughs> you were already drunk and, and asleep. Uh, if I had to update that for people now, uh, let me think. Uh, Bro, we don't go to Tope, bars. Tope gets <laughs> maced by 19... Di- Tope is Haku. That's just for the wrestling fans. Who Tope is the one that the police need to call for backup to take down. Uh, let me think. Michael I, Whitten punches one person, hurts his hand, and goes to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel my pants. That's so funny. Uh, oh, yeah, this is all just for me. I only asked Spencer about you. Spencer accidentally punches somebody that's on the same side of the fight. <laughs> just because he's really into it. I just uh, asked about you. I think that's good enough. Rich... Still gets thrown through the... Rich, Rich doesn't just take out the whole pane of glass now. Rich just takes out a smaller portion of the window. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, if we're ranking football players, because we are going along, uh, uh, Nigel's number one. Uh, even though he's the fucking kicker, he's a fucking soccer kicker that's making 65-yard kicks. He doesn't miss a kick in the movie. No. He's the best by far. Uh, number two would be Wilkinson. Who just seems who's to be who's a legitimate who's like a legitimate like football star yeah like like great defensive player yeah would, he he had a ton of interceptions yeah at least two or three ran him yeah. back yeah for touchdowns I would say Danny John Dan- Favreau's character is probably number three probably number three he's gonna three. get you a lot of lot of penalties but yeah great linebacker great linebacker good at creating turnovers mm-hmm. um. I think we gotta give. I think we gotta give Murphy number four. Yeah, the tight He's end Murphy number four. He's really, really good there. He's a great tight end. I, I would think. say maybe the guards are next. Yeah, I think Jamal and Andre. Jamal and Andre would be next, and, and then, then who, Fumiku. Nah, I would probably say Jumbo's near the bottom. He, he has that costly penalty at the end of the game. Yeah. Okay. Then he I makes up gotta, for it. We gotta throw. I think Cochran in there. The preacher. He doesn't really do much. He, he's, he got a touchdown. Through those, through those four games. Yeah, finally. Through those four games, he didn't score much. My bo- So my bottom tier would be Jumbo, would be Cochran, 
would be uh, Clifford Franklin. Clifford Franklin, because you just can't catch the goddamn ball. Right. And Falco. <laughs> like Who, those. Yeah. If I had to put somebody on the bottom, it, it, to me, it would almost have to be. It would almost have to be Clifford because all he's got is speed. He catches what three balls the whole game, the whole time sure. in four games. They're just gonna cut him and get a different scab. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So I put him at the bottom, then probably Cochran, then Jumbo, and then Falco. Falco still makes a lot of stupid mistakes. Yeah. So, you know, that's all right. that. That's I where think we that's are. Fair. I like it. Anything else on the? We're the first. Two human beings on planet Earth to talk about the replacements for 66 minutes. I don't know if that's Keanu true. Reeves doesn't think about this movie as much as you do. Look, I just have a lot of fun with this movie. I can't help it. It just brings me a lot of joy, makes me laugh. I just think it's it's a great time. Well, it's your birthday. You scored first, or do you want me to score it first? You can score it first. How the fuck do you rank this movie? I, uh, I know. I'm like, it, it's got a lot of moving it's pieces. It's a lot of fun. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's flawed. Sure, but what isn't? You're flawed. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Uh, it's a movie that you, it's it's like popping a junior mint. It I makes you see something completely different. It's like popping a Vicodin. Uh, it makes you feel better for a little while. Then you have to get a refill. No, uh, it's it's like popping a junior mint. It it tastes good. It's it's quick enough, but like I'm not gonna go out, you know, and get another box once I'm done with that one. I'm good for a little while. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm gonna give the replacements a six. Oh wow! I'm giving it an eight, so it's a seven, which I think is a really fair score for this movie. Um, Probably on the high end, but that's all right. Look, it's got great music, even if it's knockoff music. The vibes of the music are great. It's got a great ensemble cast. It's got great quotes. It's got really relatable characters. I, 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 whatever. You can say what you want. I did. I said it was a six. So a seven for the replacements. Happy birthday, Samantha. You don't have to say it like that. We will get to my birthday movie in just a few short weeks. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's going to be a lot better. Brigsby Bear, it's an infinitely a better movie. Uh, I'm excited. I was talking about it. the next one, whatever. Well, next week, yeah, it's Blade Runner 2049, winner of Best Cinematography at the Academy Awards. Yeah, two but or three everyone years knows ago. how I felt about Blade Runner itself. You're one of the rare people that didn't like Blade Runner. Okay. And this one's got Brian Gosling, one of your fucking queef fantasies on this show. I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, it is now. It is our final. Thanks for the idea. It's our final movie of 2020, which will bring our final total of movies in 2020. To 63. Mm, Should nope. be 63. 65. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. This is 33 lines. On, yeah, I was trying to double. Yeah, 65 movies, which is very impressive. Uh, once we're done with that, then it'll be our 2020 Mullet Award nominations. Then we have Briggsby Bear, Body Slam, and His Girl Friday. So getting 2021 started off on a interesting and weird note. <laughs> it can't be worse than the start. Of this year when we watched... Three Ninja Turtles movies in a row, and then we watched. Uh, we watched four Ninja Turtles. Four Ninja movies Turtles in movies in a row, and then Garden State. <laughs> yeah. What was the mo- last year? Was bad. The start of last year was bad when we watched. Uh, uh, when we watched the Rocky movies. That was great. What are you kidding me? When we watched the Rocky movies, and then uh, Good Burger, Urban Legend, A Horse Story. That was the start of last year. Yeah, it's, you know, 
Every year is interesting. Here <laughs> movies. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you are going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Uh, like the networks, like Stacked, like our past award shows, like our Spelling Bee. Of course, you can also, on arcadeaudio.net, listen to the limited run of my wrestling podcast, Podswoggle, Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment, for the next, uh, when you're hearing this, six or seven weeks. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W Movies on Twitter, Married with Movies at gmail.com. Make sure you're following me on Instagram for my charity toy unboxing show, Box and Friends. It happens uh, infrequently, a couple times a week. There's gonna be That's way too frequent for that movie. For that for that there, show. Uh, there's gonna be an episode related to Christmas. Probably a couple. We've probably already been a couple out. Probably gonna do a couple Christmas episodes about the stuff that I bought. So no pressure on you. Make sure you have interesting things for me to open and show off on the show. Follow me at Jam with Your Sam on all uh, social medias. And read my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podblog. Do you have anything else to promote besides your Instagram that you don't do anything on? 2018 was also a really weird. Oh, that was the worst one. We who's did like, your who's caddy, your caddy Moonlight, East of Eden, Pocket yeah. Ninjas, It Comes at Night. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, we had like four like movies to start the year that were like two or below. It was fucking Yeah, weird. but then we had like Moonlight, Blue Valentine, Matilda. Yeah. Like. We watch good movies, we watch bad movies. That's be our tagline. <laughs> Married with movies. We watch good movies, we watch bad movies. For better or worse. This is, this is oh, like, all for better or worse. A random, a random, oh, this should be the name of our, for better or worse movies. Fuck me, movie. That's our new name. Uh, this is an inside wrestling reference. That's such a David Otunga commentary thing. Sometimes we watch good movies. Sometimes we watch bad movies. I'm David Otunga. Just should be a character on the sometimes show. Sometimes you get the hot sprinkles. Sometimes you get the hot sprinkles. Sometimes, sometimes you get the soft sprinkles. sprinkles. I'm going to get that on like one of those like Sugar Boo notebooks. That's a deep quote. That's a deep Random quote. lady from Twisty Treat. Twisty Treat. That was a Twisty Treat. Burn Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I want some Twasty treat now. I'm sure they're open. You're gonna get like herpes or something. If I could get another chance, I'd put it in a Ziploc bag and keep it in my pocket. Keep it in my pocket. Keep it in my pocket. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.